The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Throughout history, dreamers have opened the door for positive change that reshapes the world. Our dreams and stories can also attract individual prosperity and success. Join creative artist Valerie June, Aisha Ophelia, Jacqueline Suskin, and Sarah Walco for The Power of Radical Imagination, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Ignite your radical imagination and cultivate positive change. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is Angel Talk with me, your host, Rachel Corpus. Let's journey together as we talk to your angels, guides, and loved ones who have crossed over. Are you ready to hear what Spirit has to say? Welcome to Angel Talk. Welcome, everyone, to this episode of Angel Talk. I'm Rachel Corpus, angel communicator and psychic medium. And today I have a guest with me who has a very special story. And I wanted her to come on the show because she has really been through it. She's been through something that parents are probably worried about the moment their children are born and it is passing of a child. I'm talking to Lisa Smith whose son, Brandon, left his earthly body. But that's not the story, really. The story is how she grew a relationship with him, keeps her relationship with him going in the afterlife. So I'm going to read you the back of the book. The book is called Beautiful Gift, How I Found My Son in the Afterlife. We're going to tell you where to get it in a little bit. So just stay with me and listen to this because it's beautiful. Here is a description of the book. Beautiful Gift is a mother's story of how she survived the wrenching loss of her son, how she searched for him and found him in the afterlife with the help of a brilliant clairvoyant and how their conversations across the divide convinced her that her son wasn't lost and blossomed into a new stage in their new relationship, enlarging both of their spiritual learning and light. Welcome, Lisa Smith. Thank you, Rachel, for having me on today. I'm just tickled. And I think about, we were just talking about this. I met you at the Iowa Metaphysical Fair a couple of years ago, and we're just now getting together. We're just now sitting down to do this, and we're just commenting on divine timings weird, isn't it? It is. It is. It's always um, when, when it's supposed to happen. Yes. Yes, I agree. I agree. So Lisa, tell me a little bit about this story. Start from wherever you want to start from, but let, let's let our listeners hear about what happened and then what brought you to this book. Let's hear it. Okay. Um, okay, we'll start with, oh, let's see. We'll, we'll start on um, 
the day that we lost Brandon and he passed. It was January 11th of 2008. Um, there was a knock at the door um, to police officers and at four in the morning or 4.30 in the morning. And it was um, gut-wrenching because you knew that the story was not, or the news was not gonna be good. Mm. And um, I had had, um, I had to wake my husband up. And of course we were, you know, devastated, broken. You can't even imagine the feeling. Um, it's hard to describe to anybody that hasn't lived through it. And um, it is just one of those things that a parent never wants to hear. Yeah. And you just think about the unthinkable and then you you don't know what to do. Um, the rest of it was quite a blur for quite some time. Um, you know, making funeral arrangements, that kind of thing. Um, and it, it, it we were pretty pretty broken as a family. We went to seek counseling right away, thinking that would help our family because it's sort of like a it's sort of like when something that tragic happens. It's like taking a grenade and sitting your family down around the table and it just explodes. And then, so you, you take the next so many years to go around once you can even find your feet to move one foot in front of the other. Mm. It, it takes all of that you can do to pick up the pieces and try to put your family back together again. Mm. So I think what happened with me, um, Early on when I was, we'll go back to when my father passed, when he, I was 23 years old and my father passed away from a massive heart attack and he was only 51 years old and I was very close to my father. We had a great relationship and um, we were just very close. I was the oldest of seven and so we had quite the family dynamics as you can imagine. And um, it was very devastating also to lose him at that time. I was 23. Funny thing is, I didn't know it at the time, but I was pregnant with Brandon. And I didn't know I was expecting him when my father passed away. So he came to me in a dream, like the night before his funeral, which was September like 14th of 1979. He came to me in such a vivid dream, and I'll never, ever forget that dream. Um, I was 23 when I had the dream, and I'm 60, I will be 65 this year, and I have never had a dream like that. Um, it was more like a visit from him. Yeah. And he just came to, I think the reason why I look back now, and I think the reason why he came to me so, because he didn't want me to be that upset because he knew I was expecting this child and he knew, you know, I, I really believe that, that he came to me. When I had the dream, I woke up from the dream. I was so at peace. I can't even tell you. It's just the strangest thing. I don't know how to um, explain it to anyone that hasn't had a dream like that prior you're, to that. You're right. It was a beautiful visit, wasn't it? Almost different yeah. than a dream. It was different than a dream, yeah. And, and one time I was at the Newton Library and I was giving a talk on my book when it first came out. And this lady um, came up to me afterwards and she was a dream interpreter. And she said, um, you didn't have a dream. That wasn't a dream, that was a visit. Yes, yes. 
And well, so, and your is your dad by chance a G name, Gary or Garrett? Yes, it's Garrett. Garrett. Okay, he's telling yeah. me that he's smiling and says, "Well, let's not forget, I held him first <laughs> before he was born." So you know, when and Brandon was so spirit, they look alike. Oh yes, they do. They yeah, have beautiful complexion, hair, yeah. face. Oh yeah, they were gorgeous, both of yes. them. Yes. Yes. Well, anyway, I wanted to share that because I could hear it. You go ahead and keep going. No, and, that, and so then I knew, you know, me waking up so peaceful like that because I was so distraught about my father, you know, I just, I was like, oh my goodness, I just had never had anybody close to me die before. And especially someone that I had such a firm relationship with and um, such a loving relationship. He was such a good dad. And um, so I knew early on, way back when I was like 23, that there was more to this life than just this life. I knew that um, on the other side, um, wherever that other side is with the spirit world, that, that, that it didn't end right here on earth. We go on. We go on and love goes on. And another thing that I've learned about about this is that um, the just because your loved one passes does not mean that the love does not it doesn't remain it always remains it can't die and does it's, it keep growing it keeps growing if you if you really put that to in your in your heart and you believe that the spiritual learning and light that Brandon and I have gone through over the past it will be for we're working on year number 14 right now. It has helped me leaps and bounds as far as my own spirituality, about my own fear of death, about so many things. And I know he watches over us and I know he has a hand in everything we do in our family. I could go on and on about the stories and tell you about how he always has a hand in, in everything that we, family decision that's important that we make. Well, it's, I think that's because you invite him in that you've said, we recognize you're still, you're still brother. You're still son. Come on in. Absolutely. And my, my son and I, um, it took me probably about a year to, um, so I knew uh, let's, let's reverse and go back to my dad. So I knew that that was a thing that was going to make me seek out a medium because Brandon's death was. Um, ruled a suicide. Um, the Department of Criminal Investigation was there. They had um, a two or three day investigation. Um, it, it was just, there's just a lot of questions in our minds. And the first chapter in the book is, is quite harsh, but it tells the story and it had to be told um, about his death and what it was ruled and how I I sought out this medium and it took me about a year to find somebody that I trusted. And she happened to be in Atlanta, Georgia. I got it through my daughter's friend who had been speaking with Jamie Butler for quite some time out of Atlanta, Georgia. And um, he had told my daughter, she had told him that um, it was somebody that she had worked for and also a friend. And he said, well, this, this girl is a real deal. He said, I've been talking to my parents 
through her and he ran a family business and he said, it's just, it, it, it's the real thing. I know it is. And so he encouraged us to do that. And it was, it was very scary for me the first time. I didn't know what I was, you know, I believed it because I believe that God gives people talents like that, that mm -hmm. are very, we're, we're all intuitive, but we're, it's just how open you are to let that come into your life. So true. Well, and you also have that, you know, I see a medium myself, even though I am when I go to someone for help. And when I'm really desperate and really wanting to connect with someone, there's also that very human feeling in me. Gosh, I hope it works because I'll feel so let down if it doesn't. Right, right. There's right. a lot of complex feelings that go into that first visit, but you did it. And how did it go? Oh, I did it. Um, I was like, I was probably a nervous wreck. I was shaking, I think. And I had a pin in my hand and I went in my daughter's car. I happened to be in Phoenix where she was living at the time. And my son, Cody, was there and he um, also sees Jamie. And it just makes Cody feel so, so much like he still has his brother and yeah. still has a connection. Hmm. It has helped him tremendously. Good. Even in his own business, in his own children, he's got three children now and a wife. And it, it just, he just, he leans on Brandon for a lot. He really does mm -hmm. through the medium, through the help of the medium. So the first, the first time was awfully, it was awfully hard, but um, once Brandon started talking and Jamie started relaying that message onto me, I knew in a moment that it was him. Yeah. I just, I knew immediately. And you have no idea how much, how much peace that gives you just to know he's okay. Just yeah. to know that he's all right. And, and he's there and it's still the same, you know? And he said to me right away, I'm so sorry, mom. He said, it was a stupid accident. Yeah. And it was um, it, the, you know, the whole the whole thing was there was a gun that was loaded with no trigger or no um, safety. Um, it belonged to a friend of his who was a law enforcement officer. There were two people in the house when it transpired, and there were just lots of questions. And you'll read that. I don't want to give away too much of it on this because you'll read it in the book in the chapter the darkness. Your mother's intuition and your your own intuition as a person knew. Okay, I need to I need to seek some more information out. That doesn't feel yeah. quite right. No, that it didn't feel right to me at all. No, and I was like, oh, at first I made myself crazy, you know, just thinking, oh my goodness, did I miss something? You know, could he have done this? Da da da. But there were just so many things that were not right in the whole scene of things. Um, that no, there were just too many things that were just not right with me. Yeah. Throughout history, dreamers have opened the door for positive change that reshapes the world. Our dreams and stories can also attract individual prosperity and success. Join creative artist Valerie June, Aisha Ophelia, Jacqueline Suskin, and Sarah Walco for The Power of Radical Imagination. A weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Ignite your radical imagination and cultivate positive change. 
Learn more at eomega.org thrive. So, um, yes, and I had to do that. Um, it was quite grueling. It took me like eight and a half years to write this book. So um, it was probably, people ask me all the time, was it hard to do? Uh, yeah, it was probably the hardest thing I've ever had to do was write the darkness chapter and relive that. But yet, when I was finished with the book, I wanted to make it full of hope and love and light and hope for other parents because I found like, I felt like I was out on an island by myself and nobody understood. Nobody could understand what I was going through or my family was going through. It was very difficult. And, and, and it's not something you can explain to others, like I said, unless you belong to, unfortunately, this club yeah. that we never wanted to belong to to begin with. Right. Right. So um, we started seeing the, the thing about Brandon that was so funny and how this book got started. He we started seeing dimes right away. That was his communication skill that he was going to make sure that <laughs> he, he got our attention no matter what. So the very first one, I think um, I write about it in there. There's so many dime stories and so many blogs that I've written about dimes and different people have found dimes and but our first one was on our way to make the funeral home arrangements and it was January and it was 20 below and we'd had so much snow that year and what are the chances of a dime I mean snow piled up everywhere chances of a dime being on a snow bank oh when, come on yeah I mean when my dad when my husband's sister walked out of the door she's the first one to find one of the dimes you know and i really didn't think much of that at the time because at the time you're so you're just in a haze and uh you're, you're you just don't really remember much and you don't even really care you know what i mean it's just uh it's just like one of those you really can't um understand what's going on around you because you're so conflicted and so broken of what you're dealing with and so that started it. And I think that was January, March. And then in April, my friend asked me, would you please come down here and we'll go to the beach with some other friends. And I just want you to get some rest. And we went down there and another friend of mine was picking up seashells on the shore line at, at, at um, Destin, Florida. And she, a dime washed up on the, on the sea. <laughs> The ocean. Oh. And so I was like, she came ran, running over to me and she was just like shaking. And she said, Oh my goodness. She said, I'm not sure, but she said it went out. It came in with a wave. And I thought I saw something sparkle and shine and it went out again and it came back in and I grabbed it and I took it to the state fair that following August. And it was a dime and it had Cody, our youngest son's year of birth on it. Oh, and so I'm like, oh, Lisa, you cannot like not pay attention to that. That's Brandon. He's that he's stuff like, up. That's him. That's him communicating with you. It is. It's it's like, mom, you've got Cody there. You need to, you know, get in the now and be a mother to Cody and to Jessica, you know, his siblings. He was worried about them. Yeah. He really what are was. some of the other ways that Brandon has communicated with you over the years? 
Oh, well, um, I went in then 2009. Oh, there's several ways. <laughs> there's like billboards, mostly um, the number 10 is really like he was born June 10th. Mm. That, that, we have a lot of uh, number things with us. Um, my dad was 51 when he passed away. I was 51 when Brandon passed away. Okay. We had um, 10. Brandon was born June 10th. We as a family had just spent 10 days together right before he passed. <laughs> and we had as a family and that hardly ever happened because my kids were, you know, adults and getting into college and stuff like that. And they really weren't, that was a hard schedule for all of us to get together for that many days, but we had a, a wedding in St. Louis. And so we went down to the Lake of the Ozarks and, and we just decided to stay there over Christmas and Thanksgiving or Christmas and New Year's Eve. So when we got home and then 10 days later, he was gone. So those 10 days were so precious that we spent together as a family mm. and I look back on it now and I'm thinking, man, everything is a 10, isn't it? Like well, even the dime, 10 cents, <laughs> I'm thinking. I know, I know. So that's his signature. Mom, you better, you know, <laughs> pay, pay attention when I do this. Um, for example, um, let's see, the, the number 10, 10 was like a number that he had in basketball also. Got it. When he played basketball, there's just all kinds of 10s. Um, and I tried to look up the meaning of the, the number 10 and it's it just, it's very spiritual and it means perfection kind of, you know? Mm, yeah. And yeah. And so, um, he also, I don't know, like one time when I got in his car for the very first time, it's also by music sometimes. Because he loved, um, he loved the country singer Eric Church. Before Eric Church was a big hit, he saw him at the Iowa State Fair. <laughs> Mom, I just love this guy. You know, he sings this song about sinners like me, and I just love it. I'm going to stand in a long line, sinners like me. And so he was just like all in love with this Eric Church as far as his music goes and the lyrics to his music. Well, um, and he always was a love, big music buff like I was too. So the first time I, it wasn't Eric Church who I heard the first time I got in Brandon's car, but he, first time I turned on his car, he had this cassette tape deck in it by George Strait. And it was singing, I'm carrying your love with me. Oh. Oh man, that was a tearjerker one. I bet. That was, that was a, but I knew it was him. Mm -hmm. I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt, why would I turn the car on the very first time I'd been in it since he passed away? And, and that's those are the lyrics. Those are the lyrics. Like, that was meant to be. Well, and I just want to comment that you do such a beautiful job of receiving these messages and not talking yourself out of them, that your default is, that's my son. That's such a beautiful thing in itself. Yes, yes. I, I, I truly believe that. I really, truly do. Because I've had these things happen to me that have kind of shown me the path and the way I feel. Yeah. You know, and do I you talk like, directly to Brandon? Yes. I Now, you know, over the years, I just feel like I, I could talk to him now and he'll answer me and <laughs> I can hear him and I know I can feel what he wants me to do. Oh, okay. I want to I get into that a little bit. So let's say you're 
you're packing for a trip and you say to Brandon, oh, this is going to be a great trip. Hope you'll be there. Or you're talking to Brandon. How do you feel his answers back? How do his answers come to you? Mm, they're usually, well, for example, like when we went to, um, he, he always goes on a trip with us, Rachel, always, doesn't miss Bust it. that up. I wondered where that example came from. That's so funny. Okay, I'm sorry, keep going. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he always like, okay, so one, one good example is we were on our way to go check out the wedding venue with my soon-to-be daughter-in-law in 2010. And we went, it might've been the winter of 2009 i'm not sure it might have been right before 2010 but we went down to um we flew down to st thomas so um Brittany and her sister Lindsay and i were going first and then her mother was going to join us down there and we were going to meet and we get on this plane and we're just about ready to get to land in turks and Caicos, or no in um st thomas and there we are on the runway and I'm like spying this dime and I'm buckled in and I'm reaching my foot out in the, people thought I was crazy, <laughs> reaching my foot, trying to retrieve this dime. And <laughs> of course it was a dime from him, just those, those kind of things. That's, and I just knew it was from him, just knew it was. I, I, I mean, why only a dime? Why is it only ever that? Yeah, it's beautiful. It's, it's not a penny, it's not a quarter, it's not, you know, anything like that. And, and oftentimes I'll feel, and I, I communicate with him too, because when I went to Atlanta to speak to Jamie face-to-face -face after I um, conversated with her on the phone several times, I went to Atlanta because I wanted to meet her face-to-face. -face. Well, then we worked on how to use a pendulum. Yes. And use his energy. Yeah. And so his his yes answer, and you can only ask yes or no questions, but right. his yes answer is um, counterclockwise, of course. <laughs> and um, the no is like back and forth across your hand. Oh, so I love that. I feel like I can really ask him a lot of things that have almost, I, I don't know of a time that he didn't tell me and it didn't come to fruition. Well, and again, I want to I want to commend you because when we use a pendulum, sometimes we can get in the way. But since you're holding that with full faith that this is Brandon and I'm yeah. able to hear from him using this pendulum, you are getting accurate answers. That's yeah. really wonderful. So those of you listening today who have a pendulum and you're you're wondering how you can use it to communicate with your loved ones. Wow. Use this as an example. You can get those great yes, no answers from your family anytime just keep your pendulum mm -hmm. with you in your pocket what a beautiful beautiful thing yes and the, and they'll let you know mm -hmm. um you know i i just feel like sometimes when i feel like sometimes he scolds me and i feel like i hear him saying mom, well mom you know you know <laughs> wrong <laughs> he feels like he's the parent now and i'm the child <laughs> well you know when we cross over that dimension has no time and so we are growing there just like we grow in this dimension but our growth is very specific in heaven if you want to call it that i like to call it heaven it's yes. specific because we leave this body of course and we go back into our spirit body which is multifaceted and layered and and wise 
And so often we find that our children that have passed, I, speaking from my own experience, mm -hmm. my children will speak to me in a tone of wisdom that sometimes still surprises me because I'm the mom. Yes. And yet it's possible for them to come through as our guide and guardians now, isn't it? Oh, yes. The very first thing he said to me when I met with the medium was, now, mom, you've got to quit telling everybody that you've lost your son. I haven't gone anywhere. I'm always right here. I'm right here, right over your shoulder. Haven't gone anywhere. I just came in through a different door. <laughs> I love We're that. in different dimensions and yes. quit telling people that you've lost your son because you haven't lost me. <laughs> I he love got that. Bit about that. He was like, oh, don't tell people that. <laughs> So every time I would, it would come out of my mouth and I wouldn't even think about it. And then I'd kind <laughs> of giggle a little bit because I know it just, it just aggravated him to know that I would say that because he, he's not lost. Well, it's so cool that our family will cross over and we still get their personality. You know, sometimes when people cross over, we make them into something different <laughs> and it's still oh, them. No kidding. <laughs> no kidding. But no, this is this is him. And and not only in my own um, dealings with um, readings with Jamie and Brandon and her um, telling me all these things, relaying all these messages, relaying all these things. It, it just I I felt like when I got finished with the book, I was very happy with it because I felt like his personality jumped off the pages. Oh, he wrote it with you. Yes, yes, I, I truly believe that. Yes, me too. And I feel like his personality just was always there because there were things that she would never know. And even not only me, but when Cody would speak to the medium, there were things like he's he brought up one time with Cody about remember when we when we were um, at Christmas, the last Christmas we spent together, he said. We trashed mom's living room. We ate pizzas and we sat up and watched um, Seinfeld all night. <laughs> well, that's pretty specific. <laughs> it's pretty specific, but that isn't how he started it with Cody. Jamie said to Cody, she said, what does spare a square mean? That's what he's telling me. What is spare? <laughs> that's from Seinfeld, isn't it? From Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's hysterical. And Cody started laughing and he said, I know what it is. So, I mean, there are just moments like that, that, yes. that it has to be him because nobody else would know that. Right. Who's going to take something so obscure. That's, yeah. that's amazing. And, just, and I'm so glad you found a brilliant medium that can help you with your, your healing process and this ongoing relationship with Brandon. What a gift in itself. Yeah, it is a gift. It's, 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 um, I hope I hope that it has helped others. That was my hope. Mm. I thought if I could just help one parent find their way and not feel like they're just all alone in this world. And, you know, just know that there's hope and know that that your loved one is always with you. I just really the, the older I get, the more I know that, of course, they're just right beside us every step of the way. Yeah, well, I have a good feeling that your book is on a lot of nightstands and a lot of purses mm -hmm. and being read by a lot of people who need to hear this message from you and Brandon. And it's, it will continue to be a blessing. Where can people get the book? The people can um, get the book on my website, 
which is www.howifoundmyson.com. Um, you can also purchase the book there on the website. It's also It also has a blog and some pictures and some things that have happened to us, some really important moments that have happened to us since Brandon has passed and how he is still a part, an intricate part of our family and involved in a lot of different things that we do. Oh, I love it. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for sharing your time and your story with us today from from everyone listening, a big hug and thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. If you'd like to get a hold of me, everyone, you can go to my Facebook page at Rachel Corpus Angel Communicator, Instagram, The Angel Counselor. You know, you can always go to my website, rachelcorpus.com. And if you haven't heard it lately, hear me say from God and the angels and from your family on the other side, you are loved and I love you. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Angel Talk with me, Rachel Corpus, angel communicator and psychic medium. If you'd like to connect, visit my website, rachelcorpus.com. Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.